preached before. That doesn't mean it's some kind of new doctrine or anything. I just read this passage and never just came upon this thought. But I felt like over the last few weeks that our, a lot of our people, a lot of our saints have really fought a battle. And uh, when you fight and you go through things, and it takes it out of you. disabled list to let them heal up and need time to, to, to recover from what they've gone through and, and we've had this question or this uh, concern expressed to us my wife and I more than once over the last few weeks uh, people calling saying I feel like I'm so dry I feel like I'm cold I feel like I can't feel the Lord you know just doing something wrong and, and I, I'm, you know just uh, when you serve the Lord long enough you see these kind of things and you luckily you have an answer for them you tell them you're not going through anything that any saint of God's ever gone through they've all been in places where dry places and valleys and, and dark nights and things like that and, and so tonight uh, I want to preach a little bit of something to help us as we're going through those places. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you want to follow along, you can turn to Judges chapter 15. And I want to read verse 14 through 19. So if you can remain standing just a moment. Judges 15 and verses 14 through 19. Verse 14 says, And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines, shouted against him. Talking about Samson. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and he called that place Ramoth Lehi. And he was sore athirst and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant and now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised but God clave a hollow place that was in the jaw and there came water thereout and when he had drunk his spirit came again and he revived wherefore he called the name thereof in Hakori which is in Lehi unto this day I want to preach for just a little while on this of the weapon and the water Thank you for your word and your encouragement we find in it. I'm praying tonight that you'll help us to, to grab a hold of this. Lord, just help me to preach and feed your people, Lord, tonight that we can all be better, strengthened, and carry on for another day. We love you and bless your holy name. Thank you for your word tonight. In Jesus' name. And everyone. 
Samson at one point or another, is this battle going to kill me? I feel depleted. I, I know I, I'm hanging in there. I, I'm winning, but uh, and maybe I've even won this battle, but, man, it has taken its toll on me. Did I die? Will I die after such a great victory? I've seen it many times. Over the years that people have stood for God and fought for God. And I watched them win such a great battle. And I was so excited for the battle they won. And so encouraged by what they did. Only to see them in prayer or see them later or talk to them later. Where they, they're saying, I don't even know if God's still with me. And I want to be like, but how can you even think that? Yes. After what God just brought you through. Yes. How can you even fathom that he's not there after such a great deliverance. Would God bring such a great victory only to see you fall now uh, over nothing? You know, we've got to remember who we are to the Lord. Samson, his life was determined uh, while he was in the womb, before he was ever born. God had already uh, said, this man will be a Nazarite unto me from the womb. I've got plans for him to be a great deliverer of my people. I've got plans for him to judge my people. And yes. uh, the scripture after the next verse after where I stop says that, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. So uh, 20 years after he felt like, will I die of thirst after such a great victory? Gives me hope today that God's going to come through for me yes. after I get done fighting. The Bible tells me that I need to endure hardness as a good soldier. Well, a soldier oftentimes is involved in a little fighting. And we've got to remember tonight who we are to God. He paid the ultimate price for you and me. He went to the cross of Calvary and gave his life and shed his blood. And and he put his spirit inside of us so that we could have power after that the Holy Ghost came upon us. He stated to us before he left and to his disciples and the word is passed on to us that I have given you power over all the power of the enemy and you can tread on serpents and you can tread on scorpions and nothing's going to hurt you but sometimes we feel like I'm going to die I I don't feel what I felt last week I, I shouted last week and this week I can't even get his name across my lips Don't you believe for one minute that something that is produced from your fighting and from your victory is going to kill you? Samson's thirst came from fighting the battle for the Lord. And friend, let me tell you, when you fight the battle of faith, when you fight the good fight of faith, when you lay hold on eternal life, when you stand uh, head to head, you submit yourself to God and you resist the enemy, he's going to flee. But friend, you're going to go through the fiery furnace in the valley of the shadow of death and you're going to have some trials and tests and some fiery darts flung at you and, and some days you're going to know that I got the victory but I don't feel God anymore. You can't go on what you feel. The battle produced a thirst But that thirst caused Samson to call on God. And God satisfied the need. When you start feeling like that, you don't give up. Samson shows you this is what you do when you can't feel God. He does it twice, actually. He does it at the end of his life. When he finally gets to a place where uh, the little boy leads him to the temple, to the pillars that are holding the temple up, he he calls out. He don't try to push it himself, but it... On a God that he hasn't felt in a long time. He says, remember me one more time. Yes. And God answers. And I'm telling you tonight, when you feel cold, when you feel dry, when you feel thirsty, when you're hungry, you just call on God. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 6, that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst yes. 
after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You're going to fight and you're going to struggle, but you need to keep working and doing the right things. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you're going to fight. You're going to struggle. You're going to wonder. You're going to cry. You're going to be sad sometimes. But you shall be filled. You're going to get depleted sometimes. But if you're doing it for the call of God, if you're sticking your neck out and saying, I'm going to walk this walk and I'm going to carry this cross, God will take care of His people. Don't you ever think for one minute what you're doing is in vain. And don't you ever think for one minute that God don't see you. And don't you ever think that you're expendable that God say, go ahead and kill them, Samson, and then you can die. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. you can stand it. You can make it. God's going to give you. He don't just give you the weapon, but he gives you the water. We have a promise in the scripture of being filled. Jesus said in John 6 and 35, He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Let me tell you, thirst that is unchecked leads to dehydration. And dehydration unchecked leads to people dying. Causes a lot of problems before you actually die. And friend, let me tell you, if we uh, start thinking that God can't fill us, if we just get in the middle of a problem and don't start looking for an answer, if we get in the middle of a trial and a test and stop trusting in God, we're going to thirst to death. But I can tell you today that God's our provider. Yes, he is. We won't die from thirst, but we will fight. And we will have trials, but we won't die from thirst. We will be rejected and talked about and lied on and go through all kind of hell on earth, but we will not thirst to death. We will be tested, but we will be revived. You've got to believe that God's going to revive you. You've got to believe that God gave you something to revive you. Oh, We've got benefits He loads us with daily. His grace and mercy is new every morning. He's always the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and His ears are, are open listening for their cries. He's always asking us, cast your care on me. He's always trying to do something to better us and He knows you're going to fight. He knows that you're a soldier. He knows that you're in His army. He knows there's a roaring lion seeking whom He may devour. He knows that He's throwing fiery darts at you but He knows that He's going to revive you. He knows that you can stand. We don't stand and have victory because we never fight. We get right in the heat of the battle. We get right there where the blood and the teeth are sometimes. But friend, God's going to come through and revive His people. You're going to be tired when you're done fighting. When you're, t- you're going to be tired when you're done working in these trenches for the Lord. You're going to get exhausted sometimes. You're going to get discouraged sometimes. You're going to say, I can't feel God sometimes. But it ain't about what I feel. It's about what I know. And he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'm with you always, even unto the end. I believe his rod and his staff will comfort me. I believe that God's going to be right there. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's going to be there. The psalmist said in Psalm 85 and 6, Wilt thou not revive us again? Why would he have to revive us if we wasn't going to go through something? Why would he have to restore us if something wasn't going to be taken from us? He said you got a thief in your life. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You've heard me say this so many times, but then Jesus follows that up with this. But I have come that you might have life. When he comes and and tries to kill you, I've come that you might have life. When he steals the things that, that make up your life, he said, I still come to give it back. I am the resurrection and the life, not just for the body, but for your walk while you're here. And so the Lord said, let him come and do his worst. You fight him. You resist him. You stand toe-to-toe with him. When it's all done, you won't be losing anything. I'll restore. One place he said, I'll restore the years that have been destroyed by the locust. When things come in devouring your life and devouring your world, God said, I'm going to restore it. I'm not going to let you walk around like vagabonds. I'm not going to let you walk around like you've been defeated. But I'm going to give you back what you need. So while you're fighting, you just keep remembering, I got something coming. I got, I'm going to win. I'm not going to die. 
So the psalmist said, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? After the battle, there's going to be some rejoicing. He said, we're beat down, we're wore out, we've been fighting, but won't you revive us again? Won't you show us again? Won't you give us strength again so we can rejoice in you? The Lord knows we'll fight. But doesn't the scripture tell us that it's not his will that any perish? And it's certainly not his will that his people perish at the hands of a defeated foe. It's not his will that we uh, give up when victory is already won. In Psalm 138 and 7, he said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Your trouble's not going to be the end of you. That's where you're going to get your second wind. That's where you're going to see it. That's where you're going to catch a vision of victory. Right in the middle of trouble, you're going to say, God's going to come through. Right in the middle of, uh, right in the middle of that cancer test, you're going to say, God's going to be a healer. Right in the middle of, of your financial difficulty, God will provide. In the middle of your trouble, you're going to realize, I've got a God. He's my defense. He's my strong tower. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, I got trouble on the left and trouble on the right. I got trouble in front of me and trouble behind me. But God is right there with me. When they threw him in that fiery furnace and there was something all around them that could kill them and devour them and make them like they never even existed on this earth. It could burn them, slap up, but God was walking around in the fire with them. Friend, let me tell you, he's not going to leave you. He's going to refresh you. We've got to trust him tonight. You might be tired. Anybody tired? Anybody weary? I was telling them Monday night in here, I said, man, if people would lift their hands and be honest tonight, I don't want you to, want you to embarrass yourself, but there's people that feel like I don't even know where God is right now. I can't feel him. I, I feel cold. I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like I can't hear his voice. I don't know which way to go. I've got decisions to make. I don't know what to do. But God is going to revive you. Yes. He's not just the God of the weapon, but he's the God of the water. He's the God of the refreshing. He don't just give you the victory, but he gives you the life. He gives you the refreshing. He gives you what you need. God will revive you. There's a story about Jonathan, Saul's son, and his armor bearer in 1 Samuel 14. And and they sneak off in the night and head to the camp of the enemy and and they go down and God delivers those, the Philistines, the enemy, into their hand. And they're, they're fighting and whooping people all night. And then they make it back to the army the next day, to Saul's army. And, and they're walking through this wood. And as they're going through this wood, there's honey dripping off the trees and honeycombs everywhere. And, and you know, they're, they're just like, uh, all, but Saul had made every man swear you know, that they would not eat anything. So they're all walking, dragging, and they, they just look terrible. And, and here comes Jonathan, and he takes his stick, and he pokes it in the honeycomb and puts it to his mouth and says immediately his eyes were lightened. He'd been fighting all night, fighting the enemy, fighting in the dark. He was tired. He was weary. He was sore. He, you know, you know, he, he was hungry. He needed something, and so he took a little bit of that honey and said his eyes were enlightened. And he looked around, and everybody said, Oh, you ain't supposed to do that. And he said, Don't you see what this done? This honey was already here waiting for me after my battle. God provided something. It was waiting on me. I needed something, and I found it. And so I took it. And he even told his dad later, he said, And if I have to die for it, I'll die for it. But that's what I did. He said, what a great victory, what a great victory we could have won if everybody had just took a little bit of this refreshing. Well, people start losing when they stop trusting in the refreshing. When you just trust in the weapon, you're not going to last very long. Because you can't fight but so long. You, gotta be, you can't pour out, you've got to be poured back into I can take this bottle of water and it's got what you need, but hey, when it gets empty, if somebody don't fill it back up, you can suck on it all day long. Ain't nothing coming out of it. You can squeeze it till it cracks. Ain't nothing going to come out of it. It's got to have something put back into it. And friend, let me tell you, you can pour out and you can pray and you can fast and you can give and you can work and you can do all kinds of things for God. But if, if you don't get something put back in you, you're going to be a dry, empty vessel. 
Ezra 9 and 8. The prophet said, And now for a little space, grace has been shown from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes. That's that same way that Jonathan felt. That God might lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. In the middle of our mess, while we feel like we're bound up and can't do nothing, God's going to refresh you. God's going to revive you. You know that word uh, revive, even when Samson used it, and it means the same thing right here. It means to keep, leave, or make alive. So even in the middle of your bondage, in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of your weariness, he said he's going to keep, leave, or make you alive. It's either to give or to promise life, to nourish up, preserve, quicken, recover, repair, or restore to life. That's a lot of things. Whatever you need after your battle, God's got it. Whatever you need after your fight, God's got it. Whatever you need when you're tired, God's got it. Whatever you need in the middle of trouble, God's got it. Oh, I know you get tired sometimes. I know you feel cold sometimes. I know you feel like you don't know what to do sometimes. That ain't never been a reason to quit. Our emotional state has never been a reason to quit God. Hello. Being sad ain't a reason to walk away from God. Having hurt feelings ain't a reason to walk away from God. Feeling neglected ain't a reason to walk away from God. Because people can do that all day long, but God won't never let you down. You, sometimes people will hurt your feelings, and they, sometimes they don't even mean to, but sometimes they just mean to be ugly. But that ain't a reason to quit God. Our emotions have never been a reason. should never be how we measure I walk with God. I have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I still get sad sometimes. Whatever sadness I feel in this world don't take away the joy that I have from God. So listen, don't give up because you feel exhausted. If you give in to your feelings, you might end up selling your birthright like Esau did. He came in from the field and he said, I'm starving to death, man. I'm about to perish been hunting one day man but Jacob saw an opportunity sell me your birthright and I'll feed you well what good is it to me I'm about to die it won't be no good if I'm dead it ain't no good to me if I'm planted in the ground here you can have my birthright for a bowl of lentils or pottage whatever it was that he had soup stew whatever it was he sold his birthright because of how he felt don't you know that God's not going to let you die don't you know that your mom and daddy's about two tenths down and you can just walk in their place and get a biscuit or something? Oh, no. We feel so bad sometimes. We feel so shot out sometimes that we're ready to just leave it all just to get a little bit of satisfaction. Be careful about going on your emotions. So what do we do, Pastor? How, we, how do we survive? Well, you do what Samson did. You call on God. Yes. He was so athirst and called on the Lord. Said, Thou hast given me this great deliverance. And now shall I die for thirst? I can't believe, I, it, I can't comprehend that. Sure, that's not right. And of course it wasn't right. So even the psalmist said, I cried unto the Lord in my distress. And he saved me. And he heard me. And he took care of my problem. Called on God because he's listening. Now for us today, what we've got, we need a refresher. That's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a refresher. In John chapter 7, in verse 37, the Lord said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And so Jesus says, If any man thirst, isn't it great that this is not a one-time experience? These signs shall follow them that believe. 
We know that if we believe on Him, if we repent and baptize, we know that if we believe according to the gospel, He's going to fill us with the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and all who are far off. And it's more than just a neat trick to talk in other tongues. He's saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me. I'm his man. You're his man. You're his child. And so when I go to battle, I'm going to get tired. And guess what? I'm going to fight with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What have I got from God? I got the Holy Ghost. And I got power. And friend, it ain't just... Uh, so I can talk in tongues and jump around and act crazy, but it's so I can be refreshed. So when I get thirsty, I don't say, God, I fought this battle and I won this battle, but now am I going to spiritually die because I can't feel you? He said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me. And there'll be fountains. There'll be rivers of living water flowing out of his belly, just like it flowed out of that jawbone, just like it came out of that... That bonus, Samson fought with it and then he drank from it. God gave him the weapon and God gave him the water. God gave us the weapon and God gave us the water. He said, I didn't give you the Holy Ghost so you could die. Oh, see, Samson threw that jawbone away. He thought he was done with it. Don't throw your Holy Ghost away. Don't use it to fight the devil and to fight the enemy and to stand strong and be a good witness and then throw it away. Use it. It's got something in it. It's living water. It's a refresher. We need somebody to get down and pray and say, Oh, I'm tired and I'm weary, but I'm going to pray till the fountain starts flowing. I'm going to call on God till the water starts flowing. Woo! Somebody ought to lift their hands and let the fountain start flowing right now. Don't throw away what you're fighting with. It's for you. It's a refresher. It's what you got to have. It's what you need. In Isaiah 28, 11 and 12, he said, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. He said, honey, you need, let me tell you, people say, oh, you ain't got to pray. You ain't got to talk in tongues. You ain't got to have the Holy Ghost. That's the ones that are dying by the droves. They, they go to church a little while, then they walk away. They, they, they get in the battle and then they give up. But I got something that keeps me going. He said, if you believe on me, you'll never thirst. You won't thirst to death. Because you got a refreshing inside of you. He said, this is the rest. You've been fighting and you need a rest. Uh, have you ever been wore out and got in a good prayer meeting? Have you ever been just felt like you're hanging on by a thread and made it to church and somehow you got to the altar? You got to praying and the Holy Ghost got to moving on you. And then you might have been dragging your feet coming in, but you high stepping going out because you know God's done done a work inside of you. God's done reminded you, I didn't put my spirit in you so you could die. I didn't put my spirit in you so you could turn to spiritual dust. But now you got to get up and fight again. Yes, Jesus, yes, Lord. I'm going to revive you so you can rejoice. I'm going to revive you so you can dance. I'm going to revive you so you can sing. I'm going to revive you so you can shine your light. I didn't just give you a weapon, but I gave you the water. I gave you something to win the battle. And I gave you something to refresh you when it's over with. So don't throw away what you're fighting with. It's not just your weapon. It's your comforter. It's your refresher. God will provide the weapon and He will provide the water. Peter said in Acts 3 and 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. He said, Listen, you got to get that conversion. you got to get this weapon of warfare. And you got to get into a place where you can pray and be in my presence. That's why Jude said in verse 20, But ye beloved, building up yourself, building up, reviving yourself, refreshing yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Not just praying with somebody. Not just praying something somebody else said. But you start praying in the Holy Ghost and here comes that 
that well of living water that Jesus was talking about in John chapter 4. He said, hey, lady, you can go everywhere else. You can drink this well all day long, but you'll always come back. But if you take this living water, you'll never thirst again. You're going to always know that I'm going to be there. You'll fight battles. You'll stand the test. But I'll be there to refresh you and pick you up when it's over with. I'm glad tonight that I got the Holy Ghost. I'm glad tonight that I got the weapon. And I'm glad I got the water. I'm glad that I can fight the battle and win. And I'm glad tonight that I can be refreshed when it's over with. Just think. These guys that get in there and fight those those like cage matches, the ones where they just beat each other to a pulp. What if their bodies didn't heal? They would never fight another match. They couldn't go in and start a match looking like they do when they just finished a match. You don't get out of a 15-round fight and say, hey, go to the next uh, cage, you fix a fight again. But I need to rest. You don't get no rest. This is, how, this is how it's done. You go now. But I need somebody to look at these cuts. I need some fixing, some repairing. That don't happen, but you go. It's time to go. You got to go fight. You don't win like that. But Jesus gave us something. He said, when you fight your hardest battle, he said, you're trying to figure out what to do, just get down on your knees and start praying. Building up yourself, your most holy faith. David had done learned a little bit of something about that because it said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He was Christ. He had wept till he couldn't weep no more. He had lost everything, not just his stuff, but all his people's stuff was gone. And, and they wanted to stone him and every, there was trouble all around him. But though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. He said he started remembering, Woo, I can talk to God. Shall I pursue? Yeah, pursue. Will I recover? You will recover. Go get it. And he, he encouraged himself in the Lord and he got revived. He said, come on. We know what to do. I just meant you was crying and laying on the ground and walling and whining. Yeah, but now I've been refreshed. My faith has been restored. My faith has been renewed. I've been revived in my spirit because God is faithful. The scripture says, but thanks be to God that give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Yes. He gave us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's our weapon. He's, he's inside. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. I'll come to you. Yes. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in here. Spirit of Christ, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, but it ain't just a weapon. It's a refresher. Yes. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. Yes. I won't leave you at all. I'm with you always. Yes. So go on and fight. I'm going to be right there with you. Go on. When you get knocked down, I'm right there. When you get back up, I'm right there. Yes. Though I fall, I shall arise. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Woo, I'm telling you tonight, I'm glad that God don't just give me the weapon. But he also gives me the water. What Samson. See, God sees it all. I think about this when I was reading this passage over and over what Samson needed for victory and refreshment was there before he ever arrived he didn't go pull the jawbone off a donkey he didn't go catch one and rip his jaw off but sometimes somewhere something had happened a donkey right there in that place and time had died and his bones were left there and then However many days or how many weeks or maybe even a year later, Samson stumbles up on this jawbone and he sees I got an enemy. God had already provided the weapon a long time ago. God already provided our weapon a long time ago. Well, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. This, this donkey went and died so Samson could have a weapon and have a refreshing. Well, the Lamb went and died so we could have a weapon and we could have living water. He went and died so we could have a weapon to fight with and he went and died so he could come back and live inside of us and give us that refreshing. Oh, I wish somebody could lift their hands right now and start thanking God. And a long time before you was born, he said, I know what you're going to go through and I know what you're going to fight and I know where you're going to end up one day. But before you ever get there, I've got you a weapon. And before you ever get there, I've got you a refreshing. 
So don't just fight and die, but fight and be refreshed and live to fight another day. Woo! Somebody stand with me tonight. Come on, stand with us tonight. God had a plan to refresh us so we can carry on. I wish everybody that would tonight would just come to this altar. Come and stand in this altar and lift your hands tonight. God's give you a weapon and God's give you a refreshing. Woo, you might be done with the weapon for a while. You might be ready for your refreshing. Come on, start building yourself up on your most holy faith. Woo! Uh-huh. Don't just come here and feel chill bump or two. But let that river of living water start flowing. Don't just come down here and say a few words. Start speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives up. Heal to the fountain. Heal to the refreshing. Put spirit left for another tongue. I'll speak to my people. This is your rest. God's going to give you a refreshing. God's going to give you a refreshing.
what's happening. We're going to pray again. There's no reason for anybody to leave that one. God's going to If God laid that jawbone in that field for Samson at least days, not weeks, months earlier, guess what he knew you'd show up here tonight. And he knew exactly what your enemy you'd be fighting. So he put something in here for you to win with. And then he put something to refresh you with. So let's lift our hands together one more time. Everybody the wheel now. Come on. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our